Radio. It's me, it's me, it's ABC, coming at you live on Block Talk Radio, my lovely studio here in Kent, Washington. Welcome to the ABC podcast, where I take modern dating and I disavow it for your entertainment. If you want to call in, the number is area code 563-999-3596, area code 563-999-3596. Call in with your questions, comments, concerns. If you need advice, I'm here to do that too, so call in. Otherwise, if you don't want to call it, sit back for the next hour and enjoy the monologue. Now, still fighting this cold, so you got to forgive my voice again. It's leaving, but yeah, I got a couple of days to go. So, there's that. Today, I want to talk about the wall. Because I feel like the wall is a bit misunderstood. Like, a lot of people don't really understand what the wall is or what it means. When somebody hits the wall. Uh, so I want to explain that today. Let me bring this a little closer. I want to bring, I want to explain that today. And I also want to explain what it means when somebody hits the wall. What, it mean, what does it mean when somebody hits the wall? What does hitting the wall mean? Uh, we're going to do that too. So sit back. This is going to be kind of entertaining, entertational, you know, or entertaining or whatever you want to call it, educationally entertaining. So we'll do that today. But first, uh, women, can you do us guys a favor, right? See, y'all are strong and independent. You're supposed to be strong and independent. You, you, you can go out and do your own thing, right? Yeah, when it comes to dating, you guys still want to sit back and play center field. And we don't understand how that works. So, and then, it's not, it's not even only that. You say you can do anything men can do except the high heel backward, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, when it comes to dating... Y'all can't approach men. You can do anything else that you guys can't approach men. You want men to you want men to approach you. Um, so do us a favor. If you're so strong and independent, you have one of two choices. Because you're sitting here, you're complaining on TikTok how you know men aren't approaching you, how you don't feel desired, blah blah blah. And I get a lot of that for attention because attention is the coin of the realm for women. We get this for modern women. But at some point, you got to kind of take charge. Just like, you know, you took charge of your education, you took charge of your career track, how come you can't take charge of your dating life? And it also it also spills over into dating profiles on your dating apps, because still, you make these lazy-ass dating apps that doesn't really give, they're vague, they don't give a whole lot of information, or it's just five paragraphs about absolutely nothing. Do yourselves a favor. Go back to my show, I think it was last Saturday that I did, about um, about how to fix your dating profiles and, and learning from, just look at some advertisements, look at some advertisements for some of the most successful campaigns and see what they did, and then apply that to your profile. Again, excuse me, listen man, we're looking for, we're looking for, when we say, when we ask what you bring to the table, right? It's not that we're looking at, because, again, I did that show, I think it was two or three weeks ago. And, well, maybe it was a month ago. I don't know. It might have been a month ago. But I played those clips on my show, the Saturday show, and I played all those clips. And I said, yeah, men, women, they talk, certain men, certain simp men, you know, Steve Hardy and others, say that women can bring the table, bring an extra table to the table. It's not bring. It's not about bringing an extra table to the table. It's not about bringing a bigger paycheck than the man has. You don't understand that. Yeah, you don't understand it. It will wallop you in a minute. In time. But it's not about that. What do you bring to the table is what do you have to offer me? See, I, I can get my own money. Money's not an issue. Your education does nothing for me, right? At the end of the, at the end of the day, that diploma or that that degree hangs on your wall, not mine. So the so the degree means nothing to to me or to us. The amount of money makes makes means nothing to me or us because again we make our own, right? We can make our own lifestyle. We can make our own money. So we don't need yours. We've been doing this for millennia, so we don't need yours. You just, you guys, I mean, you women, you're just catching up. You're just, in the last, like, century or so, you've been catching up. Our men have been doing this for millennia on top of millennia. So, again, you're just catching on to the game. So we don't need that. We don't. We don't. We've been doing this for a while now. So your money means nothing to us. Yet, 
Y'all still don't want to do, you guys still don't want to do the basics when it comes to educating yourselves about what it is that men really do need. Because for millennia, men have been overlooked. And our needs have been overlooked. And our needs have not been put put forth on the, uh, on, on the front burner. Because generally what we get with women, that's what women were supposed to do. That's what women throughout history have done. This is what this is what is meant by support role. This is why God gave Adam Eve, because Eve could have been that for Adam, right? Now that whole thing jumped off and I did a show about that. But nowadays it's still nowadays it still it still applies. How does it still apply? Because for a lot of men, a lot of men, I would say most, I venture to say most, most being over fifty one percent, fifty one percent and over. For most men, and I'd even say it's somewhere up to between 60 and 70% of men, the first time they ever get flowers is at their funeral. So, again, it's just that little bit of appreciation for, and again, I did a show about I did a show about how to appreciate men's effort, right? How to bring yourself around to appreciating the efforts put forth by men. Go back to that show. It's very simple. It doesn't require an advanced degree. It doesn't require a whole lot of money to do. It's just recognizing the efforts that a man put in and then either acknowledging or reciprocating. That's all you got to do. That's it. Mostly just the acknowledgement part of it. Like, again, if if that man is there and he picks up the ball that you dropped, like, I did that show about and doing things, actually doing things that you say you were going to do. And if you don't do the thing you say you're going to do and your man picked it up, I gave you the example of the party that the Joneses and Smith were coming to. If you say you're going, if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, your, book, and your boyfriend, husband, significant other, whatever, picks up that ball and runs with it and carries it to the end zone, and then you ignore him for the rest of the night or you reject him, what do you expect from your what do you expect from your significant other going forward? So again, that's just that and and a lot of women out there are saying, Well men need to do it too. I'm sorry, but women have women's efforts have been recognized throughout pretty much throughout history. Right? Women's efforts have been have been recognized by both men and men, women men and women throughout history. So again, this is a this is a thing for men. See, men are only appreciated for what they could bring, for what they could provide other people. It is true. Men are only loved. Men aren't loved unconditionally. This is the thing. We are only loved for what we could bring to, what we could provide for others. If you can't provide anything for others, that's it. Like, you look at the number of people who walk past homeless men with a look of scorn and disgust on their faces. And that's what, and that's what, whereas you walk past a homeless woman, and automatically you want to help her. You set up shelters for them. You set up job placement programs for them. So, again, where's the appreciation? Well, the appreciation should primarily come from the significant other. But the problem is the significant other is too mired in her own to recognize to recognize what, what her boyfriend does. And maybe I need to flip that. But I know I started off on one tangent and ended up in another. But um, again, it just starts with women. You need to put in as much effort into getting and keeping a man as you did to get that to get that bachelor's degree, master's degree, PhD, and to go far in your career. And if that's not it, because you, like literally, you expect men to do that. You expect men to put in maximum effort at work so he can bring home money, right? And he doesn't get fired from his job. And they come home, and he, then you want him to help with the kids and help with the laundry and do all this stuff, even after 40 hours a week of work. Excuse me, 40 hours plus. So again, if you have these expectations, and one thing I learned in the Army is, when I became an NCO in the Army, one of the first things you learn is, don't expect your soldiers to do anything you don't do yourself. I never expected anything of my soldiers that I couldn't accomplish myself. I never did. It's the same thing, women. Just don't. If you expect something of your man, you better be ready, willing, and able to reciprocate and to do it on the same level. All right? That's all I got to say. Now, let's get on to... Let's get on to the wall. 
because the wall, I feel like the wall is a bit misunderstood, right? When people talk about hitting the wall, which it, and it really is real, it's really pronounced. Everybody hits a wall. Everybody hits a wall. Men and women, men and women alike, they, we hit the wall. Here's the thing because of the dynamics of the sexual market, of the open dating market, whatever you want to call it, because of the dynamics of it and what it is that men look for in a partner as opposed to what women look for in a partner, it causes men to hit the wall way earlier than life, way earlier than in life than women. Now, if you're an athlete, right, and you play any kind of organized sports, you understand that games are won or lost in the fourth quarter. Here's what I mean. This is, let's say you play a basketball game, right, and you come out and you have an explosive first quarter, right? And the team, your, your opponents, let's say you outscore your opponents in the first quarter, you're playing this basketball game, you outscore them like 45 to 10, right? But you kind of fall off, you kind of you kind of fall off in the second and third quarters, and next thing you know, after the third quarter, it's like 70, let's say it's 70 to 63. And then in the fourth quarter, you guys just, in the fourth quarter of your team, you kind of dumps it. Your your opponents catch fire, and next thing you lose, no, you lose one ten to one hundred five. Games could be won and lost in the fourth quarter. This is now the wall. What does that have to do with the wall? Well, men hit the wall earlier. Men hit a wall earlier than than women. And what I mean by a wall? Let's back up for a sec before I go on that tangent. Because in order to go, in order to keep going on that tangent, you have to understand what the wall is. Now, the wall isn't, it's not a physical wall. It's not brick and mortar. It's not like plywood and reinforce it. It's not that kind of wall. It's not a wall to keep out illegal labor or anything. It's not that kind of wall. The wall that I'm talking about is you're a decrease in sexual market value. That's, that's what a wall is. Now, why would men hit the wall earlier than women? Because, like I told, I had a I had a friend back at my last job. His name was Muhammad. Muhammad asked me one day. I was training Muhammad, and Muhammad was Muhammad asked me because I told him what I did. I told him I was a podcaster and I give relationship advice, all this stuff. So walking down the hall, and he asked me. He said, "What advice would you give me?" So I said, "Muhammad, how old are you?" He said, "19." I'm like, "What advice would I give you, being 19?" He says, "Yes." I'm like, "I tell you not to date. I'm gonna tell you why." I said, "Don't worry about dating for right now. You're in college. You go to you go to UW. You go you go to UW. So you're on your way. You're getting a STEM degree. So you're getting there. Don't worry about dating because dating's a distraction. Women right now are just going to be a distraction from your goals." I said, "Look, don't date. Work on your school. You'll have all that time. You have all that. You have all that energy to focus on getting your schoolwork." Maybe getting uh, getting on the dean's list, maybe graduating some come line, some come whatever, right? Graduating you're graduating you're the top of your class. Don't worry about dating, worry about doing that. Once you do that, then you get into your career. And you start advancing. Once you start advancing your career with your degree, that market's gonna open up for you. And this is what I mean. His wall is his wall is now. His wall is now that he's nineteen years old. Because he doesn't really have sexual market value. Yeah, he's a handsome dude, don't get me wrong. He's he's a real good looking dude, and I'm sure he'll have women chasing after him. At right now, at this point in time, right now at this point in time, he doesn't really have much to offer, so his, his options are pretty limited, right? Yeah, he'll have women chasing, but there, there's not going to be men. But once he hits thirty, maybe going into thirty five, somewhere between thirty and thirty five, where he gets us, he gets far enough in his career with the STEM degree. That he's making a hundred seventy thousand dollars, and that's where he's on his way to. Then he's going to see all kinds of doors open. He would have busted through the wall and hit the stratosphere. Whereas, because remember, this is what women look for. This women look for somebody who can provide and protect. This is what women. This is what women do. Whereas men look for women who can support them and who are also really pretty. Now, this is why the wall hits women later in life. Because women, men primarily, and I'm not saying solely, I'm saying primarily, men primarily judge you by how you look, by your beauty. 
right? What they see in you, um, physically and aesthetically. This is how men primarily judge you, not solely, primarily. There's a lot of other factors that go into it, whether we're, whether we decide to take the plunge or not. But primarily, it's going to be looks, all right? Women, your looks start to decline somewhere around 35 years old, right? This is when, again, age sets in, and you're, you go from hot at when you're 20, 25 years old, when you're, like, really pretty and everybody's chasing you, but now that you're 30, and you look in the mirror, and you start seeing things like wrinkles around your eyes, maybe the smile lines are starting to set in, um, you're starting to get little wrinkles around your lips and things like that, to where you're 40 and your eyes are starting to sink in, and now you see a little few more wrinkles, and these gray hairs are starting to crop up. And so what happens, right? What happens is the guys that used to chase you back when you were 25, maybe you'd have like five, or five, six, seven guys. Now that you're 35, it's only like three or four. And then when you're in your 40s, it's only like one or two. You tell it just starts dwindling. And you're wondering what's up. What's going on? I used to have so much attention. People used to, people used to ask my Instagram like left and right. Now I can't get it. And then one day you look in the mirror, you're 45, the gray hairs are there, you see the wrinkles, the smile line, the crow's feet around the lips, you look at your body, your breasts aren't where they used to be, your hips are now have now dropped where your saddlebag now, and all these things going on. So what do you do? In order to recapture that, you go get Botox. You put on a little extra makeup to fill in the little creases in your skin. Put on a little, a little bit of eyeshadow to mask the fact that your eyes are starting to sink in. You know, maybe you go to the gym to try to get rid of the try to get rid of the excess fat around your thighs so it doesn't look like you're saddlebagging too much. But the damage is already done, and when you get you know when you get that Botox when you put that makeup and you start and in, a, in an effort to chase the beauty that you used to have, now you look kind of buffoonish. And it's, I say it's akin to the dudes who have these old cars, you know, these old Honda Civics, and the mileage is starting to run up, and there's more and more smoke coming out of the exhaust pipes. What do they do? They switch out the wheels, and they get this body kit, hit the windows, put on this eyebrow spoiler, and all this stuff. And deep down underneath, it's still a Honda Civic with 250,000 miles on it. It doesn't really run the best anymore, but hey. And then even then, sometimes sometimes these guys go so over the top that the car actually looks clownish. That you know, and again, it's it's a lot like that. When that wall hits you, because there's a actually there's and there's a podcast not a podcast. There's a YouTube channel that I like. It's called The Wall, and the wall. And even though he he does TikTok reacts, right? Um, he has this video thing, and he's got this animated. He's got this animated host, and it's pretty much text to speech. But um, everything it's everything the wall puts out, he does react videos. But a lot of it is true. You know, women when you get when you get old enough, and again, let me preface this by saying that there's a lot of things that you can do to to either accelerate or decelerate. The time where you hit the wall. And what I mean by that is a lot of that's contingent about lifestyle. Whether you drink or not, that has a lot to do with it. Smoking will greatly accelerate how fast you hit the wall. Uh, people say certain things like sugary foods. Uh, yes and no. I guess it all depends on how your body processes it. But definitely smoking and drinking. Definitely sleeping around. Definitely the job you're in, whether it's stressful or not. Um, all of that all of that plays into excuse me, all of that plays into how quickly you hit the wall. Now, if you don't want if you know that you want to hang on to a little bit of youth and beauty for for as long as you can, don't drink, right? Because women that go to the bars and they're drinking and stuff, 
they're doing massive damage to themselves. And I heard that it was it was so perfect. This uh, this one girl, I don't even know if she was met in the medical community or not, but she said, uh, "What's going on with you internally will manifest itself in your skin," and it's absolutely true. You ever see somebody with liver failure or liver damage? They have jaundice. It's, their, their skin is a little aged and it's yellowish tinted. You can tell somebody has jaundice. You can tell when somebody has liver damage. Well, guess what alcohol does to your liver? So this is, so you know, there you go. Um, smoking. Again, cigarette smoke gets in your system. It's going to manifest itself into your skin. Again, a little bit of yellow tinge. This is why certain women, when they smoke and drink, they look like they walk around looking like lemons, and you'll see it, right? Um, so everything you everything you see goes on, and then, again, the makeup really doesn't cover it. Sleeping around when I when I did the um, when I did the show about body count, I said the more you sleep around, it ages your skin. Not only that, your skin gets discolored. Take a look, and I know we don't spend a lot of time looking at it and examining virgins, but. If you look, if you take a, a trained eye, will be able to tell because there's discoloration in the forehead and the cheeks. The for, uh, the skin will be one tone, but if you look at the forehead and the cheeks, there'll be like this reddish complexion when you sleep around. So the trained eye can see that, right? This is what I say. A lot of what's going on with you internally manifests itself in your skin. If you want to keep that, if you want to keep that youth and that beauty and that, you know, that healthful vigor, then you will learn to curb your lifestyle. Otherwise, the wall's coming for you. Now, again, when, when you have that wall, right, and the wall is an inevitability, and it's not just, it's not just, Physically, though, it's not just—it's it's not just aesthetically. A lot of things happen to women that lower the sexual market value, like decreased ability to have children or have healthy children. I shouldn't say decreased ability to have children at all. Excuse me, women can have children well until their forties. We know this. Is it a good idea? No. Why? Because. Excuse me. This is getting bad. Um, but I have to do the show with you. The show must go on. Um, when we talk about. We talk about decreased ability of having of having healthy children. The difference between men producing men producing their gametes and women producing theirs, their oocytes, is that men have a gamete factory where they keep generating new healthy gametes, right? Whereas women, their oocytes are there from birth. So the older you get, the older those egg cells get with you. So that if they're fertilized at an advanced age, you have a higher you have a higher chance of having babies with things like Down syndrome or um, autism or something, right? Something you have a higher chance of something being developmentally wrong with your child. The older you are when you have your children. Now, is that an absolute? Will it absolutely happen if you have a children at 40? No. But the chances of it are higher than when you have your kids at 25, 30, 35 years old. Even at 35 years old, you still have a really good chance of having healthy children. And we get this. However, past 35, this risk starts going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. So this is why these celebrities who had their babies at like 50, they're really not doing themselves any, or their children any favors by getting knocked up when they're 50 years old. It's, it's just how that goes. So again, what is the wall? The wall is the, the point of loss in, of sexual market value. Now, May go through it early because they have just don't have much to offer when they're young. As they collect things and they advance when they're older, their sexual market value goes up. Whereas women, paradoxically, as time goes and their ability to have healthy children declines and their physical attractiveness declines and all this stuff, then they're going to have a really hard time getting attention and stuff from men who who they claim they want to settle down and have long-term relationships with. Uh, remember, women, 
if you want to have the long-term relationship, you got to kind of play the man's game, and you can't really get you can't really get butthurt if the man looks past you to the next one. That's just how it is. I mean, you just got to find somebody again when you shoot. When you shoot for that guy, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I may do another show about red cells and their expectations. Because one thing I noticed, let me go on aside here for a sec. Women and ills. Women and incels. They got they have the same problem, right? They don't say I want women don't say I want a man. Just like incels don't say I want a girlfriend. Women and incels, they say I want that man. I don't want a man, I want that man. Just like incels. I don't want a, I don't want a girl, I want that girl. And it never really works out because that girl may not even be into you like that. And then with that girl or that man isn't into you like that, then you want to take it out on all men as all men are there are no men out there that are just good because you can't have that man. Okay, I understand. Sometimes if you go for a man, then it, it doesn't end well. well. We get this because there are just there are just jerks out there. We get that, right? However, when you when you talk to different guys, right? Nobody said you have to date different guys. Just when you talk to different guys, right? And you assess their ability, you assess their ability to be able to uh, not provide you with a good life, but to provide you a good companionship. You're assessing that ability. What are the odds when you're talking to several guys and just assessing them? What are the odds of you finding a guy? That you that may provide that good company against if you're just looking for that guy. What are the odds of success there? Yet and still, you still see you still hear about these women saying, "I want that guy. I want that guy that's six feet tall. I want that guy that makes that makes a high income. I want that guy who looks like who may or may or may not be good in bed, but they always assume that he is." I want that guy, and that guy is probably 3% of the population, which is why I say that guy and not a guy, because if it was a guy, that, that means a whole lot of guys would be that, but it's not. It's only 3% of the population. So again, it's that guy. I want that guy. I want that guy, right, because that guy, everybody wants that guy, so he has a crowd of women around him, and so he's picking from this, he's picking that, he's picking this, he's taking a different girl home every weekend, he's got dates lined up over the weeks, and sometimes he sleeps with him, sometimes he plays with him, and then they get their hearts broken by that guy, and then they want to blame it on all guys. The logic just isn't there, and again, I may dedicate some time, I may start up a YouTube channel where I do reacts and stuff, because some of these reacts I see, they're good, some of the reacts I see are great, some of the reacts I see are just not very good. People so hit the heart of the issue. So I might just I might just do reacts like that. But anyway, when you say I want that guy, then that guy looks at you, you hit the wall, and she doesn't want you because that guy can have that woman. And that woman this ain't you. So here's the thing. How do you manage the wall? How do we manage the wall? Because the wall is an inevitability. And like I said, like I started to say about the YouTube channel called The Wall, he said something that's very apt. He said the wall does not forgive. And it's true, the wall does not forgive. Not only that, the wall does not discriminate, and the wall is undefeated. So you have to learn you have to learn that once that wall comes for you, it's time for you to hit that wall, you have to learn kind of learn how to manage it, right? And managing the wall doesn't mean going out and getting Botox. It doesn't mean increasing the amount of makeup or starting or using filters in your pictures. Which I think is like retarded anyway, because I see um, I see women everywhere on these dating apps using filters in their profile dating profile pics. That is dumb because why are you, why are you gonna do that when you know some if some if if on the off chance that somebody that you're actually interested in responds to you, the time is gonna come where you have to go on that date. What are you gonna do? Right? Because you're going to have to sit down face-to-face -face eventually. So what are you going to do? You can't. There's, there will be no filter at that point. What are you going to do? Put on 10 tons of makeup and really turn them off? Like, come on. 
So, you know, for, this is the thing. This is why there's a popular meme going around about how she looks on her, how she looks on her Instagram or her dating profile versus how she really looks. And one of them, one was like a supermodel versus like Predator or something like that. And it's absolute. It's absolutely true. Like without some of y'all women, y'all look up. But let's just say you guys have learned the makeup game so well that you turn yourself into a different friggin' person. And again, you show up. You you turn yourself into a different person on these profiles, and then you show up with ten tons of makeup on it. It's like the trained eye can see it. Not only that, let's say you do go back to whoever's house. The makeup has got to come off eventually. So you have to reckon with that. So again, part of managing the wall is understanding that the wall is a natural inevitability. It just is. There's a way. There are ways you can stave it off, and if you start now, you can actually decrease the time where it takes for the wall to actually set in. Right? Again, Dietary, eat healthy, right? Because any fast food because you're so busy at work, you got things to do. It's not very. It's not. It's not conducive to to healthy beauty. It's just not. Um, so, dietary restrictions. Uh, make sure you're eating healthy things. Getting your fruits and vegetables, and even if you even if you do field of greens or whatever because you don't have time to sit down and chop up vegetables and make salads all the time. But make sure you get your fruits and fruits and healthy vegetables. Don't eat I'm not saying don't eat meat, don't eat a whole lot of meat. Um some people just take meat eating to a whole new to a whole new extreme. And I get it. For some people it works and some people don't. But again Healthy lifestyle. So get your exercise. Be have your vice where if you're stressed, you can fall back on your vice and bring yourself back into your back into what they call your zen, because that's gonna that's gonna help immensely with staving off the wall and all the things that can happen with stress in your skin. Because all stress does is produce excess cortisol and adrenaline, and that's bad for your skin all the time. Now I get it. Adrenaline happens for various reasons, right? But you don't have to. You don't have to go through it all the time. You know, you don't have to be in a contentious environment. If you're in a contentious environment, being at work or in a relationship, it's probably time to separate that. It's either time to rectify it or separate yourself from it. Because it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. If you're doing all of this, right? If you're in this stressful environment and you're drinking and you're smoking, you're oh, it's crappy. Now you're 35 and you look like you're 50. At 35, you're looking for a guy for a long-term relationship, probably marriage, and you're looking like you're 50. You really think he's going to want that, knowing that he's primarily judging you by your appearance? And then not only that, your career track and everything you did leads you to be leads you to be so far in your masculine energy that he's going to pick that up. So, what guy wants to be with a woman, right? You have to ask yourself this every now and then. You have to ask yourself this: What guy wants a woman who looks like she's going to be on her deathbed in about 20, ten more years? As as contentious and competitive as he is, he doesn't want con he doesn't want strife and competition in his relationship. Relationships are supposed to be a co-op, and if you're sitting there trying to, um, if you're sitting there battling him at every at every um, at every turn because you feel like it's some kind of a competition, nobody wants that, especially from somebody who looks like they're his mother. So again, it really helps to. Flip your diet. Quit the drinking if you drink. Quit the smoking if you smoke. You can reverse the actual. You can actually reverse the damage to your skin that's done. If you're sleeping around because you think you're because you think you have that, and you get all this attention, so hey, since sleeping around is not a, isn't a big thing. Well, take a look at your skin after about ten to fifteen partners. 
does it look like it did when you when you had like one partner needing or back when you were a virgin? Did it look like that? No, it didn't. You look and you see the blotching, the red blotchiness, and things like that. Again, save yourself off. Now, I'm not saying to stay a virgin until you're 35 because that comes with its own set of the uh, physiological problems. But what I'm saying is. Be methodical about it. That's all I'm saying. Just be methodical about it. Because, again, you don't want to accelerate. You don't want to accelerate that wall. You just don't. I've seen, I've seen 40, I've seen 40 year olds that look really, really good because of their lifestyle. Because they, they've, because all their life they, they've eaten healthy and they never smoke and they never drink. And they, uh, back where I used to work, were a lot of Muslim women. And I'm telling you, some of these Muslim women were just gorgeous into their, well, into their 40s. Why? Because in Islam, smoking and drinking is, what do you, is haram, I believe, is the word for forbidden. It's haram. You can't do it. And so, and then, again, pork is haram. So they, they eat somewhat healthier than your Western women. And it reflects in how they look. So, there you go. Diet and lifestyle is everything when it comes to staving off, when it comes to managing the wall. Now, when the wall comes for you eventually, what do you do? Because you can't just, you can't sit there on TikTok crying about how men aren't aren't attracted to you because... You're in your 40s, and they're all looking for girls in like the late 20s, 30s. So, what are you going to do? How do you get? How do you get back on the horse, as it were? Well, first of all, my first piece of advice would be not to fall off the horse to begin with. If you're married to your husband, unless it's a serious, a serious case of abuse or addiction or alcoholism or something like that, that's unrecoverable. Then I say separate. But many times I hear on TikTok again, and I don't know, I'm not taking my life advice from TikTok. I'm not saying that what's going on on TikTok is indicative of what's going on in the world. However, I do see the cases on TikTok where women leave perfectly good husbands because things like they've grown apart or she's got bored. And it's like, okay, so let me get this right. Let me, let, me, let me just understand this for a second. You're in your 40s, right? You've been with this guy for well over 10, 15 years, maybe 20 years. I see one case, when it was 25 years of just figuring out she was bored and decided to leave. And figured out that the market wasn't going to be as nice to her as she originally figured it would be. It would have been. But you, but you're here. You've divorced this guy. Now you want to get back out of the dating market. What happened though? You hit the wall, right? So your sexual market value has decreased. You go out there, and now you're competing. You're competing with women who have a much higher sexual market value. It's like you're the Honda Civic, and you're on this car lot with all these Mercedes Benzes. And you're wondering why the people with money aren't picking you, right? They're only driving off with the Mercedes because they have money. They kind of they can afford the if they can afford the Mercedes, they're going to leave you alone to take the Mercedes, right? It's the same thing. You're out of this market. You're competing against women who have a who haven't hit the wall, so they have a much higher sexual market value, and the men are snapping all of them up. And now you're wondering, damn. Men won't. Men don't approach me. Well, let's go back to what I said in the beginning of this show. In my butt first. First of all, what are you doing? That's proactive, right? Because part of managing the wall is proactivity. This is why I gave you the keys to. This is why I gave you the, the keys of diet and lifestyle changes and things like that. That can help you stave off the wall for a little while. You can actually push back hitting the wall, hitting the wall into your forties. You don't have to hit the wall in your early to mid thirties. You can hit the wall in your mid to late forties. It all takes lifestyle, right? So, what are you doing that's proactive? Have you changed your lifestyle so that 
your skin is a little bit healthier, a little bit nicer? Have you done the internal work to get out of whatever masculine energy you're in and get rid of that 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 hurt and the, that anger and that strife that's in you? Because remember, you have to have hurt and anger and strife in order to divorce your husband. Have you let go of that? Yes or no? And then, have you come to a place where you're ready to support a man and not just want to leave him at the first at the first drop of at the first drop of whatever? Because again, once you have that energy, you may not have had that energy when you first got married, but you damn sure have that energy now that you divorced. And men can pick that up. So, are you are you ready to? get rid of the urge to just drop everything and leave just so you can be happy. If so, then be proactive. Be a little more proactive and approach men, right? You have that energy. If you have that feminine energy, if you have that if you have that good girl energy where you're ready to support, where you're ready to play the support role and actually be a wife. And if you don't understand what being a wife is, I encourage you, you may not you may or may not believe what the Bible says, right? That's fine. I understand that the Hunger Games is a work of fiction. However, somebody recommended me that book and I read it, that book series and I read it and I found it to be a phenomenal book series. The movies and marginal, the book series is really good. You may or may not believe what the Bible has to say as far as historically and scientifically. Okay, cool. Point stipulated. However, as far as being a wife, there is no better guide to being an all-around good woman, a great woman, and being a wife than Proverbs 31. So if you don't read any other book of the Bible because you just don't believe what it says, either scientifically or historically or whatever, you just think it's a bunch of fairy tales just because the way it's presented, again, quite stipulated. But just read Proverbs 31. And that is the guide. That is the definitive guide to, to being a great wife. Forget about all these all these advice columns and stuff. Remember, every Wednesday I do this, I do these things where I tear these advice columns apart and tell you where tell you where they go wrong. Proverbs 31, there's nothing I can say about it because all the points in there are excellent points. So again, if you don't read any other book in the Bible, read Proverbs 31. And if you just incorporate a couple of things for Proverbs 31. Your energy is going to flip. I mean, that's what's going to bring men to you. Again, it's written by King Solomon. King Solomon had hundreds of wives and concubines. I think he would know what he's talking about when he comes to good women, right? So, again, read that. Read what it is Solomon says makes a good woman. Because they ain't called up the wise king for nothing. The man, was, the man had risen way beyond his years. So... Read that as a definitive guy. And once you start reading that, then um, then your energy is going to flip. All of a sudden, now the wall, right? Because remember, the wall is inevitable. It's a, it's a, it's a temporal. What do you call it? A temporal certainty. It's going to happen. Excuse me. It's going to happen. Give it enough time. But if you have the energy. To draw men in despite the wall, then you're gonna win. You can beat the wall. I can't say you can't you can beat the wall, because beat, beating the wall means that you're fertile and young forever. Nobody's nobody is that, right? So again, that's what that's that is the reason why the wall is undefeated. However, you can win despite the wall. Right? You can you can get what you want despite the wall. And when again, when you flip your energy when you carry yourself with that confidence that it takes to approach and there's exude that energy, exude that feminine energy, just that's just that step back in left field wondering why wondering why life is life and men are passing you up because they're going for these other women. Once you do that, then you'll find that you'll find these avenues reopening. Now it may not be the avenues that you particularly want because you want that guy and not a guy. But I guarantee you, you can be, you can be just as happy with a guy than you can with that guy. I, I'm telling you this right now. Why? Because there are 
billions of men on this planet, right? Now, again, that women slightly outnumber men. We get this. And there are places that, you know, men still outnumber women, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, globally, there, there's close to parity between equal, but women still slightly outnumber men because there are things like wars and disease and things that take men earlier. Okay, we get this. But you want to maximize your chances. So again, your chances of getting that guy are slim and none. However, getting a guy are pretty good. But you got to do the work. Again, you're not, you're not, you don't, you don't fret working for that degree. You didn't sweat working to get that position. You didn't sweat working to be in the position. Yet, it's still, you sweat working to get the guy because you feel like you just you still need to be a lady and, and guys need to approach you. Well, guess what, ma'am? Those days are over. Those days are long gone. Thanks to the sexual revolution and the feminist movement, those days are gone. So if you're going to do everything that men can do and sell high heels and backwards, prove it. But if you're going to get, if you're going to claim to be a strong, independent woman that don't need no, that don't need no man, prove it. Right? Prove it that you don't need a man. Spend your life alone. Because I guarantee you, any man that says that honestly believes that he doesn't need a woman will spend his life alone. Look at the big towns. The big towns and the masculinist whole point. They're more than ready, willing, and able. As a matter of fact, the late, the late uh, David Carroll, God rest his soul, the late David Carroll knew, and he said in many of his YouTube videos that he has resigned himself to, to the fact that he's going to die without a woman, and he was happy with that. As long as he had his cigars and his camera to make his videos and, his, and the brain in his head, which was probably the top 1% of brains on this country, on this country, perhaps on this planet, he says as long as he has those, he doesn't need a woman. Now, he may... He may do things like you know pump and dump rarely because he understood his his philosophy was if you put a box of Camacho triple Maduros on the bed with a with the hottest butt naked lady next to that box of Camachos, he will take those Camachos twelve times out of ten. That was his thing, and he honestly believed that because he understood. Right, because he dealt with he's dealt with women. He's he's been on the crappy end of dealing with women, so he understood that there's it's there's just no benefit to him dealing with that woman that he can't derive more pleasure from those tobaccos. That was his mindset. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's a moral thing. I'm just saying that was his mindset. And so he when he died, his um, his prophecy came true. He knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to die single and alone. Now, a queasy one hundred when that when the news hit him, when the news hit a queasy, the one thing that he asked that kind of hit me was man because he because Doctor Carroll knew that he was going to die alone. So his question was, did anybody know that that man had died because he was alone? And if not, it does him it does him no real justice to have died and then somebody not discover him for some days. That does no justice to his legacy. And that kinda hit me, like, wow, Lucrezia's right about that. As great as that man was, great as a brain as that man had, to die, like to die alone, and then to not have somebody know you're dead until they come check on you some days later, it does no justice to your legacy. So again, I just say that to, I mean, I just say this to like be an honor thing to Doctor to, to Doctor Carol, but um, again, I just said that to say that a lot of men are happy, are content. With the thought that they may die without being in a relationship, and those men say, "I don't need a woman." Now, when women say, "I don't need men," all of a sudden it's a little different. I don't need a man, yet you're still on a you're still on a dating site asking for a, a man that's a provider, protector, and somebody that can provide you company and conversation and entertainment. You say you don't need a man, yet you're in the clubs trying to look for somebody who's a provider protector. 
you see where there's a disconnect there. So again, if you're a strong independent woman, prove it. If you really want a man, prove it. And go out there and do the thing, despite the fact that you may have hit the wall or not. Again, don't let, and I'm going to end with this, don't let a decrease in sexual market value keep you out of the game. Because that's good. That's not doing your legacy much just, hey, you may have all these accomplishments, and this is great. Not like men really care about educational accomplishments or financial accomplishments or even professional accomplishments. I like we really care about that. Some of us do. Majority of us don't. Yet still, for everything that you're able to accomplish, if you're going to die alone and not in a relationship, and then, God forbid, you should have cats, and you're and you die, and nobody finds you for some days, or your cats need to be fed. I'm not going to say it, but just let it roll around in your head for a little bit. It doesn't do your legacy much justice, especially when you're found. But again, don't let that happen. Despite the wall, you can still. Despite the wall, you can still. It's just that you have to change the parameters a little bit. Um, Win basketball. This and here's a here's a perfect here's a perfect example. I led with basketball. I'm gonna end with basketball. Your best basketball players in the beginning, when they're youthful, they're going and they're playing above the rim. They're dunking on everybody, and if you know you cross it over, you head it to the rim and you lay up and you dunk. You play you play your entire game above the rim, right? What happens when you get older in the NBA? All of a sudden. You can't really get to the rim anymore. You start slowing down because age starts to set in. So what do you do? You work on your jumpers. You work on your fadeaway. This is what Kobe Bryant did, right? Kobe Bryant in his first three seasons, his first season didn't even count because his first season was kind of a trade wreck. But from the second season on, like he was, he was embarrassing people on his way to the rim, playing above the rim, right? But what happened after his tenth or twelfth season? All of a sudden, you know, I mean, he would get to the rim and embarrass people, and he doesn't do it as often. Why? Because after all that impact and all that stuff and all the and the injuries that come from that, and even if they're micro injuries, little micro tears in the in the in their tendons or whatever, but it's going to start to take an effect. It starts to take an effect after a while, which is why you see some of the older best basketball player, Michael Jordan, it was the same way. He used to embarrass people on the way to on the way to the rim, dunking on people, whatever, right? At the end of his career, you see him embarrassing people from the outside. People used he used to just shoot threes at people's face. Kobe Bryant, the same thing. He used to his perimeter game was probably the best in the NBA in its fifteenth season, twelve to fifteenth season. When he retired, Kobe scored eighty. I want to say he scored 84 points on his retirement game. Most of that, most of that was from the perimeter. Not from the perimeter, not from behind the three-point line, but from the outside. Most of that was from the hitting outside shots. Ladies, you can still win despite getting old. It's just that you have to change your game now. You have to go from, you have to go from, you know, using your, using what was historically your looks to, Using your energy now, because your looks again. But my honest belief is that you lose one point every ten years from where you started. So if the consensus, if the consensus were that you your looks put you in a seven or eight, let's say your looks put you in a you're a phenomenal looking woman, awesome looking woman, right? And I've seen them. I've seen regular women that were eight. So I've seen. Yes, I've seen one. She's working my old job, but um, what's it? She's working the Marriott. I think she still does. But she's an eight. But that's because she was only like 23 years old. At 33, she's going to be a seven. At 43, she's going to be a six. You see how the wall plays in? At 43, she's a six. At that time, she comes down to average. So when you come down to average, and now you have average looks around all these other better-looking women, what do you do? If you're in the NBA and you're old, and you can't dunk all these people, and, you, and you, you're in the NBA with all these younger people. What do you do? You start shooting from the outside. You, you, increase, you improve your outside game. You improve your jump shot making skills. It's the same thing. Women, don't, let, don't be beaten by the wall. Don't. Um, 
I mean, yeah, the, the wall comes for everybody, but there are things you can do that you can still wind up happy and with somebody that you love, despite hitting the wall. That's it. I always say, uh, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's hit the wall. But you know what? We're going to be together because she, she is that woman. She's not the total problem of 31 women, but she has enough of those qualities. And because of that, her energy just exudes this. This exudes a feminine energy. There's a few things that she does that's in the masculine side, which is like, eh, okay, what else? But she's a good enough woman that despite hitting the wall, and she hit the wall, but um, and it happened to her it happened to her relatively quickly, and you know, I don't have time to go into why, but um, still, you can still be happy despite the things that the wall did to you. So when it comes to the wall, don't worry about the wall. Yeah, you're gonna hit it, but what? But whether you're happy despite hitting the wall or not, that's on you. It really is, and it just takes a bit of proactivity. I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. You can catch me on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm mostly on Facebook. Uh, I I keep saying I'm going to do the X thing, but again, I haven't really, I haven't really got the password recovery thing because I've been on X since some years. I forgot the password. Maybe I should start doing that. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Yeah, I think I'll do that this weekend. Uh, but I am on Facebook. You can catch. I have three. I have three presences on Facebook. One is my Jesse Ramsey ABC public page. I post to that every now and then. The other is the ABC podcast on Block Talk Radio Facebook page, and I post all the shows to that so that you can come back and you can go to the page and catch all the shows that you missed. And then there's my there's my personal page, and you can follow that. I have, like, almost 5,000 followers there. Most of them are because of my political views, because... You know, truth be told, I support Donald Trump, and I am going to support Donald Trump. If you don't like it, then, oh, well. If that makes you not want to take my advice and not listen to my show, then go, okay, go be lonely somewhere, just because you don't, you don't want to hear the message for somebody who supports Donald Trump. That's the way I feel. But you can catch my presence is on, on uh, online. Just search me, Jesse Ramsey, or Jesse Ramsey ABC, or the ABC podcast on Block Talk Radio. I'm there. Also, on Block Talk Radio, you can follow this page. Um... And you'll get, if you're a member of Blog Talk Radio, then you follow this page and you'll get, you'll see when I create the shows so that you understand when the shows are going to air. Um, I've been scaling back my presence on SoundCloud. And the reason why is because I learned how to upload the audio, the high quality audio to Blog Talk Radio. So I don't feel the need to be on, really feel the need to be on SoundCloud anymore. So again, I've been scaling back my presence there, and I'll probably just take it off, remove myself completely from SoundCloud. But I'm still there. But uh, probably in the next couple of months, then I'm going to take that down. And the only places you're really going to hear, there are really only three places you're going to hear my podcast. On Blog Talk Radio, on, on my, their Facebook page, ABC Podcast on Blog Talk Radio Facebook page, and then on Apple Apple Podcasts, because I'm on Apple Podcasts now. So search the, the ABC podcast on Block Talk Radio. Search that on Apple Podcasts, and you'll see it. And then you'll get all the back episodes. Um, I've, started, I've started now uploading a higher quality. So, again, you'll notice the difference between my earlier shows and this and my current shows. There's a marked difference in audio quality. So there's that. Thanks for listening. I do this every day. From eleven to twelve Pacific time, and I know I need to I need to rewrite some things. I made some typos on my on my thing, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. But I'm I'm on this from eleven to twelve Pacific every day, Monday through Friday. I don't know if something comes up like yesterday where I couldn't do it because I was in Tequila. Sorry, I didn't remind you. So if you look for the program and it wasn't there, that's because I didn't remind you. Wednesday, I was going to do that Thursday. But usually, um, I'm on from Monday through Friday, eleven to twelve Pacific time. And then Saturdays, I go for 46 Pacific time. That's my two-hour Saturday special. So tune in. I go through some plenty of fish profiles, and I tear about telling you exactly what's wrong with them and everything. There's just something wrong with every profile that I saw. So there you go. That's my schedule. That's how you get a hold of me. And you can also give me a call at area code 563-999-3596 when the, when the podcasts are going. Every day, Monday through Friday or Saturday for 46. Be, you know, you can call in and get some, uh, get some advice or give me your questions, comments, and concerns. Also, you can email me at jesse at jramseyabc.com. 
That's J-E-S-S-I-E with an I at jrebsyabc.com. So that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm ABC. I'm out. Man, I can't wait to get rid of this cold. Now go out and make the dating world a better place.